We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, CMOS girlies. It is Kate. I'm coming in with a little bit of a message about the episode. So if you tapped into this, it's our live recording at the Alchemist Kitchen with our friends at Ruby Hibiscus Water. Now, I want to apologize because the audio is a little bit unbalanced. Um, I realized that Emma and I were holding our microphones at different distance from our mouth, so the sound is not that balanced. We will take this into consideration as we hope to keep having CMOS girlies events, you know, CMOS girlies world domination, and hopefully can visit many cities and countries, and so you all can come to a live recording one day. But without further ado, let's get into the shot. Hello, CMOS girlies. Welcome to the Alchemist Kitchen. This is, I'm Kate. I'm Emma. Yes, welcome to the live pod. You guys probably see our faces very few times, considering it's a podcast. Yes, and the meme page, we don't be sharing our faces either. So it's nice to see everyone in real life, because I'm assuming so many of you guys are probably on Geneva and just like little pixel faces. It's difficult to, you know, differentiate who is who. Yeah. Um, wait, actually, who was listening to the podcast? That was more than the podcast. Just got a little check. Yeah, but... CMOS juniors, yeah. CMOS kids. Yes, and we're nearing our one year anniversary, which we can't stop talking about. So it's very special that like this is like happening kind of like during that same time period, just because, you know, Kate and I like had no idea what was going to happen when we did start this podcast. And I think we'll kind of get into like the origin story, even though you guys have probably heard it like a million times, but we love to tell it. But yeah, it's like really special to like be able to like do this now. And hopefully now this is like the start of like a new era. And we definitely want to do like more live things just because, you know, we definitely appreciate the community that we have built and we definitely would not be where we are without all of you guys. So definitely very appreciative of everyone that is here tonight. Yeah. So should we get into, um... <laughs> into the shot, into the pod? Um, I guess we want to talk a little bit about the origin story, kind of like how we founded this podcast. Mm-hmm. Last Thanksgiving, <laughs> we both stayed in the city Yeah. because pandemic. Pandemic. We both, pandemic. We both 
it was truly like doomsday like vibes in the city yeah. it was like gloomy no one was outside it was truly just us so we started at my apartment mm-hmm. which i will not disclose i'm very <laughs> close to getting my address on the internet bad habit um we said let's go on a walk and just chat it out you know think about our thanksgiving meal we were gonna buy a tofurkey <laughs> we were I do remember that um we walked to the lower east side mm-hmm. we walked through Soho. Well, I think we should also mention the beverage that we got at the Whole Foods coffee shop that is now turning into a La Cologne now. Oh, um, yeah, the cursed Whole Foods Bowery. We have beef with that location right now because they've been out of mackerel for like months now. Yeah, um, mackerel shortage. It's, it's real. But yeah, we got some crazy like iced coffee beverage called like Minter Wonderland. It was like iced coffee with like, I don't know, peppermint syrup. And we're like, this sounds different. It like I was chewing gum and burning cold at the same time. Yeah, so we were fully tweaking off of that. Uh, went over to the West Village, went to one of the our favorite health stores, Lifetime Natural Market, because if anyone's been there, if you've listened to the pod, you've probably met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, Blue Magic Cheesecake we didn't get, um, but I remember we were thinking, you know, we've listened to a lot of the same podcasts, we were talking about like all of our weird wellness stuff on this walk, we are like, we should just start a podcast, you know, like I think the definition of having a podcast in a dictionary is like two white men. So why not? Let's do it. We'll just like be two young white girls and try to do this podcast. And we've always had like alluded to starting a podcast, but like never really actually thought that we you could. Yeah. Neither of us had any background in editing or technology or any of that sort, or knew what we were going to talk about. The podcast used to be called Voice Memo, if anyone knew. Started on the idea that Emma and I refused to text, um, and we would just send voice notes back to each other via the iMessages. If you don't do that with your friends, I recommend it. It's very efficient. You don't have to pick long paragraphs. So that was our main way of communicating, yelling on the street, getting out our daily thoughts. So we were like, let's do the podcast called Voice Memo, and we'll just hypothetically send, you know, our juicy voice notes and then publish it on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Um, but we started the podcast, and I downloaded the app Anchor because I've heard a few of you guys have asked because I know some people in Geneva wanted to start their own podcast. It's a really nice application to create your own podcast without much background. So I was like, this is perfect for us, like low-tech we can do it. So I, we had to upload an image for what the podcast looked like to be a holder while we were like deciding on what graphic mm-hmm. we wanted to design. And Emma does like all of like the designs for the logo and all that stuff. So if you've ever you know, wondered who's the master behind that stuff, it's Emma. Um, Shout out to PowerPoint. <laughs> so I was like, what are we going to put as this placeholder photo? And Emma left Lifetime. We both went home. We were going to try to record like a five minute trailer. You want to talk about what you got at Lifetime as like a feel? I don't know. Well, so was. obviously the tofurkey moment did not eventually happen. We were like, I actually just want to like eat a potato alone in my apartment um, as a 22 year old does. Um, so yeah, I got a Japanese sweet potato. It was a steroid potato. Um, yeah, she was big. And then I also got calm magnesium, but the watermelon flavor, the superior flavor. And that's all that I got from Lifetime. And it was like in this like brown paper sack. And we just like took a photo of it. So it was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is like actually so sad. Yeah. So the first profile photo that we had ever in Anchor, which I still think is probably there technically, was a photo of Colm juxtaposing with a potato next to it. And I was like, yeah, this is a promising (laughs) podcast. These two images, amazing. Um, So then I remember I told you, like, download the app. I called you that night and we just were like talking to our phones, trying to figure out if we even had like good audio technology <laughs> then we went on a fender and we were like okay we gotta get boom microphones we gotta get like headphones we have to get all this stuff i was like going to pull the trigger on all this audio equipment and then i was like eh, maybe we can just do it over our phones so we were still in school when that happened mm-hmm. both like about to graduate in december um and we were like let's do it like a bi-weekly podcast like, twice a week i don't know what got into us because we were still like doing schoolwork but somehow we were publishing twice a week at that point. That's just what happens when you are a girl boss. Yeah. Then we both graduated school and we're like, mm-hmm. let's scale it back. Yeah. Let's actually put research into these episodes mm-hmm. and like think seriously about what we want to say about health and wellness versus having it versus it being like so chatty just about our lives. Um, and then we started the meme page, which is probably where a lot of you have found us from, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Which I don't know why we started it. I don't know why we started it either. I think it was, like, a way to, like, make fun of, like, our, like, weird habits, like, our weird, crazy, you know, food concoctions that we have created. And I think the first moment I knew that there was something there when it related to, like, health and wellness in the podcast was when a lot of food bloggers found our page. 
And like the food bloggers started sharing our memes onto their story and being like, oh my God, like I hate when that happens when I'm baking with like arrowroot starch and it doesn't come <laughs> together or something like that. Or like, oh, the cashew butter or like the Who Kitchen chocolate bars. I realized there's this huge niche. And then we did one episode about supplements and wellness. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's be a health and wellness podcast. I don't really know if there's that many health and wellness podcasts, but that's going to be our area. And now we're here yeah. and yeah, we feel like we have kind of like finally have found our voice and yes. And we made Geneva in March of this year, which is like a community platform, which I think has been a huge like helping point of finding you guys and also making this place, not just like memes, like making it an actual community. But yeah, that's the story of the pod, which I'm sure you've heard before. So you guys are probably like, shut up. We get it. We, get it. <laughs> we know who you guys are. Yeah. But do we do we want to get into maybe some of like the weird foods that we talk about maybe people don't fully know what like a zerb potato is yeah yeah because you guys listen to the pod you follow the memes you're pretty sure you know but so the zerb potato <laughs> um let's talk about the zerb potato actually first raise your hand if you have had a zerb potato okay no yeah sorry sorry we call it zert over here um well, I think you introduced me to it. I did. Okay. Honored. Um, but for, at some point, I was thinking about, you know, Japanese sweet potatoes. They have a very starchy, sweet flavor. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of doing the whole avocado, everything with bagel seasoning type thing. What if I made it a sweet potato and, like, super sweet? And I started putting, like, cashew butter on it. And mm-hmm. it became really good. And then I got crazy one day. I was like, let's put chia seed jam on a potato. Yeah, that's a normal food to eat. And then I, yeah, I texted you. I was like, oh, here's what I'm today. <laughs> and at first I feel like I was like, okay, that's like psycho of you. But then I was like, you know what? I'm also psycho. I'll attempt it. And so I got like crazy with the dessert potato. And like for the longest time, my go-to combination was frozen dark cherries, um, almond butter, and then blackstrap molasses and cinnamon. And I remember I was like interning down in Soho at the time and like every single day after my like whatever stupid little fashion internship, I would go home and like eat my dessert potato and I'd like tell my like co-worker that like, oh yeah, I'm going to like go home and eat a dessert potato. And she was like, Emma, what the hell? Like, what is this? Um, Definitely got judgment in the office, but it's fine. And I think like the dessert potato really is like kind of a defining, you know, factor in our friendship, I feel like. And we even like have like, you know, talked about or thought about opening up like a potato restaurant where it's just like you pick your potato and then it's like, it's kind of like whatever, like a soft serve, like frozen yogurt place. And it's like, you know, do you want like the ladle of like the almond butter or do you want the cashew of, butter? I think the market <laughs> business would be crazy, right? Like a potato and I'm just providing you with chocolate chips or something like that. Yeah, that's like a true inside look into our brains and like our not very great business ideas. Yeah, but then featuring one of our favorite businesses, Happy Zoe. I know some of the Seamounts Village, have you been there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Bless her soul. So I came across this uh, little whack place in Brooklyn because I was at a birthday party and cake on the table and it was like midnight. I was like, I already cut the cake. Come on, let's have a cake here. The cake had like a bunch of sugar cookies and donuts stacked on top of it. The frosting was hanging off the side. There were sprinkles all just like misaligned. And I said, oh, did you guys make this? Like you did a little homemade like DIY cake. You obviously don't know how to bake here. And they're like, oh no, we got it. Like specialty made from like a really good baker. Like where they were like offended. I was like presuming this. Oh, so who'd you get it from? Happy Zoe Vegan Bakery. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, where is it? Oh, it's down the street. It's this woman, this Polish woman named Zoe. We think we think named Zoe um and yeah she has had a business out of her home and I think she's opening up a store in a few weeks so I kind of kept that in the back of my mind I was like okay I've been vegan for four years like yeah let's get some good vegan desserts from a lovely Polish woman being a Polish woman myself and so I kept that in the back of my like head I went on to Yelp Emma and I love Yelp love Yelp like love looking at the food before I get to a restaurant just like what am I going to be eating mm-hmm. and then if I get there and it doesn't look right I'm like come on the Yelp was lied to me so I do a little rabbit hole and I go look on Happy Zoe Vegan Baker and Yelp because I learned like oh my god she's finally open on is it Greenpoint Avenue yeah yeah, yeah. in Brooklyn um and so I, was like, I gotta go with Emma now that Emma and our besties I gotta go so we decided I don't really know the first time we went there. This is pre-pandemic days. Fever dream. <laughs> Podcast, pre-pandemic. I was like, we're going to go to Happy Zoe and like see what she's got. Go into the store or get to the store. 
Um, I'm just going to give you a visual of like what it looks like. Because did you go to the store? I've been before. Okay, so you, you get what I'm picking up on. You walk down the street, you're like, okay, I see. Happy Sunday Vegan Bakery. You're looking at the outside windows. There are just posters of photos of cake. You cannot see into the mm-hmm. establishment. It's like the worst grainy, like photos look like they were taking with maybe an iPad. Can you take photos on an iPad? No. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah iPads sure. got cameras. Okay. <laughs> so that. Um, on the outside of the restaurants, so you really just can't see what you're going to get to. You walk into the restaurant, you see a display of cake, and I'm like, oh, sick. Like, yeah, a bakery place. You walk in. 100% vegan, no animals harmed. There's like plush animals everywhere. We happen to go during Christmas. There's a Christmas tree with just like trillions of weird ornaments. There's like pita like, signs. Yeah, it felt like you were in your grandma's home, a little bit of like hybrid pita activism mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Go to the cake display, just massive cakes. Cakes with like donuts on top, sugar cookies on top, the frosting falling off the cake, <laughs> a little bit concerned. Also, you go there, it's like, let's say it's 11 a.m. It's, or let's say it's like 11.15. It was supposed to open at 10. It's still not open. Like, it's a mystery <laughs> if you're going to be able to go. There's, it's not consistent at all. So we go in there, and I'm like, uh, Emma and I are just panicked, kind of mumbling to ourselves. And Zoe comes over, I guess. Zoe. Zoe is like a Zoe in question. Zoe in question. Because there's an older Zoe, and then there's a younger Zoe. And they all look exactly the same. All have, like, blonde hair, and we don't know what their names are. Yeah, so there's three employees, and they all kind of rotate. It's very much like Russian dolls, where I don't know who is who. Like, one goes back, and another one comes out. And, like, is that the old one? Is that the one I just talked to? Anyways, I think one of their names is Paula. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's just get a cake slice, right? Like, mm-hmm. that seems like the most, what they do best at, right? So we get cake slices, and we sit down. You get these little plates with like <laughs> they have like a giraffe on them, yeah. yeah. Little just like watercolor images on them. You eat the cake. Out of body experience. Yeah, love it. Amazing cake, ten out of ten. Incredible vegan bakery. Get a custom cake there. But yeah, we would camp out there and like bring our homework. Mm-hmm. The bathroom. We would walk down to the Starbucks and like pee and come back. <laughs> she was like, "Do you guys want anything?" I was like, "No, just." but that was like that became kind of like our safe space because like Kate and I don't like eating out in public and I'm sure like some people maybe you can like relate to that and it would always just like be Kate and I in there no one else Zoe would be like playing her like weird like (laughs) like, from Pandora radio you'd hear like the bell ringing when like a new person would walk in you'd be like they need to leave they need to leave um Mm-hmm. Um, which was a whole venture in itself. We did a whole episode about that, which I'm sure you've listened to. We'd go there, we'd forage for the cake, we'd walk back to my apartment. I was in Zoom class for NYU, and then Emma got a call from Zoe and was like, we have extra baked goods for you. Emma got on the subway and went back and got these things. So. It's like, we haven't been in a while, but mm-hmm. maybe we go back. Maybe we have a, an, a live podcast with Emma Zoe <laughs> as well. That'd be a fun one. But that's been a, a staple of the CMOS photos that we also wanted to, you know, Mm-hmm. give respect to yes <laughs> i i have no other words when it comes to zoe yeah. but yeah um what else is on your little list there we can <laughs> like, I wrote down stuff. we can skip past some of the other crazy food stuff i don't think people need to hear about silk and tofu blended with like moon juice's blue beauty protein powder or like us chopping or or us chopping yeah. to- or us chopping up chocolate with our teeth. Yeah, we always made a joke. You know when mm, it says, like, chop a chocolate bar? I'm going to always, like, talk about how we just, like, nibble <laughs> and just chop it. Could, <laughs> why are we recording that? Why are we sharing this? Anyways. Um, anyways. Uh, nothing. I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Cool. Um, this is us behind the scenes when we pause. But I think another topic we want to talk about, obviously, with wellness, like someone asked this in Geneva, um, Anna, nice to her username on Instagram, is kind of like what wellness means to us. Mm-hmm. I think how our friendship has changed from starting the podcast or like with podcast and like separation between friendship podcasts, CMOS girlies, all that stuff, and wellness. Because we talked about the podcast, like both of us kind of became friends due to like mutual experience of having an eating disorder and how isolating that is. And a lot of the conversation in Geneva is obviously about recovery and like what that means. A lot of people are at like very, very different places mm-hmm. in recovery. Um, so I think that would be like, what's your take on wellness? Yeah. Well, I feel like when I, I definitely, I think wellness for the longest time for me was definitely driven by like aesthetics and, you know, I have been very open about my experiences like with eating disorders. And I think like a lot of people can fall into that like place where they like, do get into wellness? Cause they like, you know, want to like lose weight, et cetera. And I feel like now that I am like recovered and I like have met people and I do have like so much more like 
knowledge and like a better understanding of like actually like what it is to like be healthy I think like my you know perception or kind of like how I view wellness is definitely more like from like a longevity standpoint also just kind of like how it can connect to like community and like other people um because I do think again like there is so much pressure to like you know on the individual to like you know go out and like buy all this stuff and like you have to be like in full control of you know your own well-being but there are so many like limiting factors that do play into that um but I think like for me yeah I would definitely just say like longevity and kind of like doing what you know will make me feel best in like the long run um because I think a lot of like you know some of the stupid wellness stuff that I think is like thrown at us on the internet um is definitely like unhealthy and very toxic and you know definitely does not set you up set you up for success so that's kind of how like my view with like wellness has changed and I think it's finally like at a healthy point where I can trust myself with like wellness because I think like when I was at my lowest point and you know this is something that Kate and I've talked about a lot too when we did start the podcast is like you know how can you be involved in wellness when you know that is like an industry that did make you so unwell for a moment in time and I'm sure like a lot of you guys have you know experienced that too if you have you know struggled with eating disorders and like you know how to feel comfortable and safe in that space um so you know I think again everyone's wellness journey is kind of like a lifelong journey and yes yeah and like back to what you're saying I think a lot of this comes from wellness culture as well which we've talked about a lot in the pod like you can't really escape as much as you want to like you go to a restaurant maybe calories are on the menu like what are you going to do about that if that is something that's really triggering to you or you go on tiktok it's on your algorithm that's something i've really noticed since getting on tiktok a few months ago like how just toxic that community is um you know i think both of us grew up like watching what i eat today videos on youtube like not the whole instagram that girl aesthetic which now i feel like I would be so scared if I was like the young impressionable teen with TikTok as my platform, because it's not, you know, we would talk a lot about too on the podcast, just none of these like bloggers are registered at anything. Right. And everyone has their own like freedom of opinion and stuff. But when you're giving diet advice or like calorie ideas to 13 year old girls and just saying like, do that and you'll feel good. Or like in the name of wellness, I think that's where it really rubs me the wrong way. Like where, you know, it just, the orthorexia, the blurred lines between like, this is a healthy diet or like, this is me trying to lose weight or whatever. It just, it gets really tricky. Yeah. And I think what's been really great with like Geneva too, is that like, it's really has opened up my eyes to like what wellness means to like so many other people and like how people interpret it and, you know, seeing, you know, everyone on their own personal journey. I think it's like really inspiring that, you know, there isn't one, you know, exact way to, you know, live and, or approach wellness. I think that's been like a really like helpful, beneficial thing. And I like hope that you guys have like been able to like, you know, seek help or like also feel like, you know, welcomed in like the Geneva community and, you know, hopefully your perception of like wellness has also changed too. Yeah. And I think with you and I both, cause we used to, we're both vegan, like ate in a very similar way. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing with Geneva too, where everyone's diets and lifestyles are so different. And we talk a lot about like food access privilege and like what that means for you to get like the fancy, like adaptogen dust versus just like going and getting whatever is available at your local grocery store. Um, but I do think that a lot of the wellness bloggers still have those privileges and like blind spots to like what is affordable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we definitely want to like cut through the bullshit when it comes to all of that and kind of like shed light on like what like this wellness can act is actually like for like the average person. Um, and it doesn't have to be like the super like, you know, unattainable lifestyle where it's like you go to soul cycle and only shop at whole foods or like the farmer's market, et cetera, et cetera, and get all of your supplements from goop. Yeah. Gwyneth. Gwyneth. <laughs> always wondered if what's going to happen when big Gwyneth finds out about the We're going to take over her store one day. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's like the aspect of community too that Emma and I often talk about. Like, I feel like after every podcast episode, once we like click off record, is like how much the community means for wellness because being a good example and really following through, like, as easy it is to kind of talk in the podcast when we record about like, yeah, this is like, this will harm your metabolism if you do this, or this will lead you down a bad health route. And like I was talking about longevity, that's a lot of how I think I've gotten out of my restrictive behaviors as well, is that like, I want to be able to walk when I'm 80. Like when I had my peak of my eating disorder, it was like, yeah, your bone health is like what an 80 year old woman has and you're 17. I was like, oh shit, I got to do something there. Right. Um, But when you have like this podcast, this community, and I see so many people like talking about their own health journeys, it's like, 
why would you want to slip back into your own habits? Like get out of that mindset and think about, you know, everyone else around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. And like, I think too, with wellness, it's either like a binary where like you can never buy a supplement or you always buy supplements. And I think there's like a lot of gray area where like you can do both. Yeah. And you don't have to be perfect and there's no like your little silly dust and also realize like it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Um, but we kind of wanted to open it up to like questions um, because, you know, I'm sure you I'm guys, I'm sure you guys are always dying to ask us stuff. We always get so many DMs from people. Also, the funniest DM I've ever gotten is someone asked for a like, political statement on like a world war, like in the meme page. And I was like, have you followed this page? What do you think you're getting? I'm posting about tofu 90% of the time. I'm not going to tell you my opinion. I was like, oh, this is not the place for that. But um, yeah, if you have questions. Yes. I mean, I could give you my opinion on world wars, but. Any questions? Any questions? It can be anything. Not even about health. Not even about like health or wellness. Um, Ask Emma what she got. What she yes. Um. So I feel like my dad definitely had like. He's a CMOS girly. Um. I feel like my dad had like a huge influence on like health and wellness for me, especially. Um. You know, he kind of like his mom I guess like when he was growing up was kind of like you know a health nut and my dad I just would always remember had like he had like call magnesium like in his like pantry like when I was probably like eight or nine and I just remember being like what is this like this like looks interesting and I would always watch him you know take his like fish oil every morning and like his other supplements and you know he has always told me to like invest in your health now so you don't have to pay for it later and like that's really stuck with me and I think my dad has been like a good influence on kind of like how to live, you know, a healthy lifestyle that isn't like restrictive. And so I would definitely say like, yeah, like my first experience was just like watching my dad take supplements and then like me trying to call magnesium and like, oh, this like tastes good. Like, I don't even know what like magnesium is, blah, blah, blah. And like just always going to like the health stores with him. And he was very much a health store nut. Um, and just, you know, going and like browsing at things like down, you know, the aisles as one does. And yeah, I feel like that was kind of like my first like introduction to like true health and wellness. And there was like a few vegan restaurants back home. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, if people don't know. Um, I'm sure if anyone has ever been to like Modern Love in Brooklyn, um, the OG, yeah, the OG location is actually in Omaha. Um, And I remember like for my like 16th birthday, my dad and I like went there and I was like, oh damn, vegan food's like kind of cool. Like maybe I'll just like try and be vegan for like no really like specific reason. Then I did like research and whatnot. Um, But I definitely feel like there was like kind of like a good you know, scene for like health and wellness back home. But I think like when I came to New York, it definitely opened my eyes a lot more. Yeah. I think my, I grew up in a very standard American diet in Minnesota. Um, so it wasn't really exposed to any like health or wellness foods or products or even like a market. I feel like I had access to, I guess I could go to like Whole Foods, but we never did. We went to like Cub Foods or Scott or whatever. But I think my realization with like health and wellness, uh, I have a twin brother with various disabilities. And so he has to like be very attentive to like what he's eating and everything. Um, but he's been, you know, on a lot of airlines, local. Um, but he ha- he's on a lot of like heavy prescription medication, and so that was always something like really aware of. Like my brother has to take really good care of his health, otherwise he will have like um, an adrenaline shutdown. And also, my dad has had like a few heart attacks, so that was something from like keeping those things, I think, in the back of my mind. But I think what brought health and wellness to, like, the center of my life was definitely an eating disorder. I think at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so deficient in all these minerals and vitamins. Like, I kind of want to challenge this. Like, what can I do to maybe bring back health to my life? Because I think it was really scary. Like, as much as Emma and I talk about like, eating disorders, I think a lot of it is hard to get out of when you are just thinking about, like, how you look, what everyone else is doing, like, person on your Instagram ads like looks like but for me when I got actual blood work that said no even as healthy as you think you are your blood work proves you are very very deficient that was a very big slap in my face and I was playing volleyball at the time and I had to quit playing which was like so socially embarrassing to have to like tell my teammates like yeah I have an eating disorder that's why I can't play for the next few weeks because my bone health is so bad so at that point that's my first wellness moment was when I got actually ritual multivitamin because I was looking up, like, what do you get if you're a woman that's, like, 
deficient in vitamin B and vitamin D and did a lot of investigation on their site because I was so interested in like the science side of it. Um, kind of thinking about like what's happening on the inside that the stuff you can't really see. And I would say after that, I got really into thinking about like all of the invisible like biomarkers inside of you and like what I was becoming deficient in just from like a restrictive lifestyle. And then like, yeah, like Emma said, moving to New York, your eyes are open, go to Lifetime, you get the blue magic cheesecake and it's all downhill from there. (laughs) Suddenly you're like, what's moon juice? What is liposol vitamin C that wheels packets or whatever the heck. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think, and then every time I go back to Minnesota, I feel like I try to seek out like the health and wellness spots, but no, I feel like there's so much online too with supplements that I feel like I honestly get so many ads that I'm like, I could find out about everything on the tip of my fingers. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank you. Chin acne. Yeah, I be I be dealing with the chin acne. Um, skincare routine. I keep it pretty simple. I would say. Um, I have. <laughs> I'll drop the routine. I use the cocoa kind facial cleanser. I then use the cocoa kind um toner. And then I use some like weird um, spray that I got from like the detox market. I've been like obsessed with going there and just being like, yeah, just tell me what to get. So I use like some weird, whatever, like facial spray from there. Then I use some random serum that's like made in Australia that I also got from the detox market. Don't even know what the brand is called. Um, And then I use the use to the people adaptogen or adaptogenic like moisturizing cream. I've been using that for years, which I really love. And then I'm currently using the salt and stone their facial oil. I just cause they gave it to me or whatever, but I really, really like using like rosehip oil and I use like a face mask, maybe like once a month. Um, I'm really bad at remembering to do face, face masks. I don't find them to be like very like therapeutic or like relaxing. I'm like, I love face masks. I hate those products. I just feel like slap on a face mask and like forget I'm alive and then just wipes away all the other random stuff. You ate. But yeah, my, the skincare routine, I, feel like is not anything that crazy or special um I try to wash off whenever I remember but then I'm like man this I don't care actually and then I drink my ACV water <laughs> you're describing to me how you're like washing watching the video I was like that is one step too far for me to have this tool and also be watching the video and also like not being thinking about something else so props to you thank you um skincare for me I actually really like the Tata Harper regenerating cleanser. It's like the it's like super super expensive, but that's like the one cleanser I really like to use probably once or twice a week because it is like harsh. It's one of those with like leaves in it. You know, they always say don't use that on your skin multiple times. Um, but I'm a face mask person, so I'll drop you some of my favorite face masks. So the gold has two face masks. There's like a papaya orange one, and then the creamy green just chlorophyll one. I find that those do really well with my skin. And then for skincare, I feel like I, I use like bi-bicarbonate uh, oil or something like that. But I, my face definitely prefers oil to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Skincare is a mess. I feel like I look at dairy and then I just like get a pack. That's usually how it goes. I also know like nothing about like skincare like at all. That's why Kate and I have never really done like a skincare focused podcast episode because I'm like I don't I don't know like anything about this. Not not an expert in that regard. Yeah, and I used to work at a skincare place, so I feel like I'm super exposed to wellness products. That cat would be in the West Village where I work in Um, so it was like half skincare, half wellness products. So I like saw a lot of products, but I think that gave me fatigue, kind of like how going down the supplement aisle where you're like, wow, there's a trillion vitamin D products. Like, which one do I get? That's why I feel with skincare. Yeah. Wellness, I feel a little bit better with skincare. I'm like, yikes. Wild blast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite pickle? I have to say I'm biased towards pickles. Um, I got this huge two gallon jar of pickles a few weeks ago i've been working through it um definitely a pickle i'll say the sauerkraut um we love hawthorne valley kate and i actually one time we went to um i think it's called high vibe in the east village um very interesting health and wellness establishment and i remember we got like literally like the biggest like jar of sauerkraut i don't even remember the brand is i can't find it anymore 
Happy Crow. Yeah, has some followers. <laughs> I um, and it's like the and like their labeling or like their like package design. No, it reminds me of like the celestial seasonings tea. Like it's very much like That's what is yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember we bought this like jar of sauerkraut. We're again going on our psycho silly little walk as you know we usually do and we sat on no and then we're like we should just eat the sauerkraut so we went to the dunkin donuts on canal street got two forks plastic forks forks. we we pop ourselves down on the yes staring directly at the jenga building and we just split the jar of sauerkraut and so yeah I i would say sauerkraut you know you can do a lot with it yeah, I, I would not recommend eating sauerkraut in public. That does seem like, mm-hmm. I don't know, seven years of bad luck for doing that. Definitely questionable. Yeah, but pickled sauerkraut. We love some pickled yogurt. Don't be doing any little bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wanted to go to Hopper Valley Farm, though. But then we looked at it and it's like, we don't have a train and walks and subway, so maybe in the future. Maybe Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, obviously the pod. Yeah, CMOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mary Scrub Hill, the following breakfast foods were maybe avocado toast. Okay. Uh, maybe like oatmeal. Okay. Oh God, I don't remember going with that. What do you mean? Mary Scrub Hill. Okay, well, you go first. I'm thinking. I'm gonna kill the avocado toast. Oh, I'm killing the smoothie. Um, I'm killing the smoothie. I'm marrying the oatmeal. You know, loyal. So you're gonna trusty. fuck the avocado toast? Yeah. You be hating on avocado toast though. Avocado toast. Here's the thing. I'm on a page. If you're an OG, called hot takes. We give our hot takes on food. I would say spinach is bad. I would say eggplant makes my tongue itch. Whatever the hell. People would be in our DMs. How dare you say that? Spinach has so many phytonutrients. I'm like, this is a fucking rage. Can I not say that I hate spinach on the internet one time? Um, so my thing with avocado toast, here's the, here's the dish. It's good. Good combo. We all know it. We all love it. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Avocado toast, bread, makes sense, right? Carbon fat. Good. A lot of seasoning options. You can put the, everything but the bagel, the sriracha, nutritional. It's like, you can go crazy, right? I do not love how it has become a dish, right? This is bread and a fat source. Why is this $17? Why is this $17 at a restaurant? I don't mind if you make your little avocado toast and you post on your Instagram story and like, yeah, do the thing. I get it. Hashtag wellness. I get it. But the restaurant calling avocado toast a dish, I, I crossed the line there. Should not be that much money. Hater, hater on the avocado toast. Yeah, I think it's just like a boring, a boring food. I never, I haven't, I haven't, okay, I haven't sorry. said I, I haven't decided what my other two are. But I will fuck the oatmeal because superior. And then I'll marry the smoothie. I do enjoy a smoothie. Um, you can judge me for that. You've been in your bodybuilder era. You're like, I get so much protein today. Listen, yeah, I am. I'm back to being a jock. My routine smoothie. Um, it's it's a lot of stuff. Uh, frozen cauliflower, frozen banana. Um, I'll add some frozen avocado chunks, flaxseed. When I was on my sea moss thing, I would put sea moss in it. Um, vanilla plant protein powder. Um, ancient nutrition is what I've been having at the moment. And then um, what else do I put in? Oh, a little bit of spirulina, a little bit of like cordyceps because, you know, might as well. You, I have the jar. It needs to be used. And cinnamon. And then whatever plant milk I have. um what is like what 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 i would call it the billion dollar smoothie you know how sun life organics there's this one smoothie place i think in california it's like a meme but they have this um because they have this smoothie called like the billion dollar smoothie or whatever it's like 20 dollars, and it has like every powder powder. it has like pearl powder and like literally like moon juice sex dust basically um so i would call it emma's billion dollar smoothie but it wouldn't be a billion dollars yeah It'd be affordable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. There's a lot of options. Yeah. 
I used to do one thing. We haven't done this in a while. Go to Van Leeuwen. Here's a here's a life hack. Is anyone on Tinder? Who's on Tinder? Raise your hand. Has anyone gotten the thing on your for your page where it's like important to know this? Like that little I I wasn't getting that so many for you. I was like, what the fuck is this? Here's what you do in Van <laughs> Confuse the employees. Yeah. Van Leeuwen employees don't want you to know this. Hey, I'll have the chocolate chip cookie dough. Or no. Oh, oh. We'll get two scoops of the chocolate chip cookie dough, but can you also provide us with another cup? Because we want to split and not order two singles and order like a medium and then it becomes two singles. Like you get more bang for your buck. So that's a way to confuse the vandalism. And they'll like somehow give you like extra ice cream and. They're just like, okay, here's ice cream, one charge. I don't really know. Um, but flavor. I, the chocolate chip cookie dough would be my favorite. I liked the planet Earth. Was that the green and blue one? Yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah, matcha cake one. Oh, the 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 strawberry like cookie crumble is an underdog. That's a good one too. Cookie dough flavors, I have to think. I do like a really good molasses cookie, which is kind of weird. Like my mom makes really good molasses cookies, and that's a a nice you know upcoming holiday season a flavor I like. Yeah, just classic classic cookie dough is what I will go with. Yeah. Do you have a favorite non ingestible wellness activity? Ooh. Non-ingestible. I mean, we take pride in enjoying our walks, but that's not that ingestible. I was going to say, yeah, a walk. I do feel like that is like my, like, you know, some people can meditate and, you know, do breath work. I cannot, <laughs> but I can walk. <laughs> um, and so I would say that is probably my favorite, but everyone knows that. Um, non-ingestible i'll be honest i think i tweeted this or maybe i was thinking about tweeting this but the ball of ankle weights low-key have changed my life um so i will say that is like my favorite non-ingestible um wellness thing activity i'll just wear those around the house while i'm working from home <laughs> um yeah yeah so i'll say the ball of ankle weights i'm gonna come in with a new thing that's been on my mind uh those massage guns you've ever seen them like the fair guns i have one called like hyperize is the brand that is amazing. Um, I've eyed them for years and years and years. It's basically just like it helps just like pump out the lactic acid. I always saw when I played volleyball that like the trainer would have them and like put it on like different athletes and I'm like, just like hitting something with a gun, what the hell is that? But now I have a gun and it's changed my life. I'm just sitting in bed and I'm like, this is peak luxury. Going to bed at 9 p.m. with a massage gun on my leg. What else could I want in this world besides a massage gun? Also magnesium. I mean that's an That is ingestible. But yeah. favorite stretch <laughs> we always joke about we always joke about like the idea of a man doing like the pigeon stretch um yeah yeah it's a funny image to like have in your mind um I like to do a lot of like spinal like twists one time you ate something weird in my apartment I look over you are upside down like on your legs over my back and they said what are you doing you're like oh suggestive stretches yeah, well, because it, like, helps, like, move stuff, like, in your stomach. That's, like, why I do a lot of And also, it's, like, I get, like, really bad, like, back pain when I'm about to get my period, which, like, is going to be me, like, next week. And I find that spinal stretches do help with that. So, yeah, I like to twist the back. Um, yeah. We're pretty bad at stretching. We're really bad at stretching. Running-wise, I've been trying to get better at doing, like, a little dynamic thing. I always forget. Like, now that I have the massage gun, I'm just, like, a little robot, and I can really deviate from, like, gone to the leg. Oh, good for you. Yeah? Um, Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like a lot of the dogma of like diets or lifestyles and kind of how I think like the vegans get mad at the keto people, the keto people get mad at the paleo people. And I feel like a lot of us kind of are looking towards the same longevity goals or factors. And I just think so much of that removes from the whole point of like, you're, you're trying to get well. And I think 
that's why Emma and I, I think I knew that I never really told people I was vegan. Like if we're going to a restaurant, I'd be like, oh, like I'm actually on a vegan diet or something like that. But I think being put into that category of like, you are the, the really like strict militant vegan. That's like a binary thing that I just think is like so problematic because it doesn't really get us anywhere. And then like on a broader scale, I think for me as someone who like hopes to like work in politics one day is I think a lot of the conversation about, um, you know, budgeting and accessibility with wellness is just like really problematic to me because never talked about like food apartheid and talking about like what food is in season. And once again, it gets back to like, what's the most ethical way to eat. And I think we think about this a lot, like thinking about your own individual diet versus things you can't control, whether that's income inequality, whether that's like how food is affected by climate change, the food transportation costs, um, if you're eating, you know, whatever your parents have in the kitchen, if you're on a meal plan, I think so much of like the conversation from the really famous like wellness people is just like a quick fix versus thinking about like the socioeconomic and political factors that get a lot of people that are like, well, I don't even want to try because it's so expensive or it's so hippie woo woo. And I think those barriers I wish could just be down because I think people that in my life that are not really wellness people could be quote wellness people if it was more affordable and it was less like hippie, you know, out in the world. Yeah, I would definitely, I mean, I completely agree with everything that Kate said. I think it's like really frustrating that there aren't many like conversations that at least we try to like hold on our podcasts, um, episodes. I don't really feel like many people are talking about them and like health and wellness. Yeah. I also would say too, I think like, I think from like a consumer perspective, I think just the amount of like stupid wellness products that are targeted towards us as like 20 year olds on the internet are- yeah, like none of us should be detoxing. Like there's no need for us to like have this like green juice or like, you know, all these like turmeric latte blends. And it's like, okay, then you like look at the people who like started these companies. They're just like a lot of white women. And it's like, okay, are you guys just like creating this for like just of simply profit off of it and like not really like respecting a lot of like the cultures. And I think there is like a lot of appropriation that Kate and I again, like want to like, you know, discuss and talk about. Um, but I think there is just like a lot of just, you know, again, the supplement industry is not regulated. So people can get away with like doing a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of us can get like taken advantage in some aspect or like feel like pressure that like, okay, we have to have like, you know, this moon juice product because, you know, all these girlies, all these girlies on the internet have it and whatnot. Um, or I think just, yeah. Like, there's no like with the regulation mm-hmm. aspect, um, you know, you're walking down a supplement aisle and you're like, well, what do I even get? So I wish there was some sort of like, maybe education mm-hmm. that went into one of these brands or I guess they couldn't get away with like the greenwashing and marketing behind it because I think that's the area where people don't want to participate in it because like I'll talk to my sister or my mom or something and they're like yeah I tried to get magnesium but I got confused and I left the store so I think that's another barrier with wellness where like I wish there was a supplement company that really like, cared about its consumers in a really ethical way mm-hmm. yeah go-to healthy meal when I don't have a lot of time um and everything but the kitchen sink salad um okay um yeah so always arugula superior green if you don't agree with us you're crazy um and then it's whatever vegetables are in the fridge typically cucumber you know sauerkraut celery cilantro if I have it um sprouts Mary's crackers I am. It's yeah. I mean, an incredible cracker. I'll do some kabocha squash. Okay, and then I will. You know, when I was able to get mackerel, um, mackerel, um, and yeah, a lot of nutritional yeast, um, black pepper, and that's a good thing to have in the smart, smart. Forget to roast chickpeas. Pickled red onions. Yeah, that's a good one. I always do like some sort of starch, like a sweet potato or like a cracker. Mm -hmm. Mackerel's good. Fried egg is really good. I don't know how many people are like vegan. That's not like creeping everyone out. But yeah, I would say like a kitchen sink salad. I think mm-hmm. other weird toppings. Maybe some nori flakes or dulse flakes. Iodine. Yeah, I'll add like hemp seeds or pumpkin seeds. Um, you can you can really you can really go crazy. You can go crazy. I know we're in our microphone era. Yes. <laughs> I get 
how did we call it that? How did we get introduced to CMOS? I feel like I was at a health store one day and I was like, what is this goo? Well, I was always seeing it at the health store and I was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to buy it. It like came in this mason jar. It truly looked like it was like made by like some woman in her like home in Brooklyn. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to get this. I don't know what it is. Um, And I just like remember like the packaging always said like, that's like 92 of like the 102 like essential minerals for the body. I was like, okay. And I, and I bought it and I was like, Emma, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. I don't even remember what I did do with it. I think it just like sat in my fridge, honestly, for like a long time. Cause I was like, okay, I need to like figure out but what. It's like cute. Like it's in the corner and you're like, oh, it's my CMOS. It's my CMOS. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I just like put it in smoothies whenever I'd make smoothies. Yeah. I don't know what I did with it. I think I honestly like I ha- just ate spoonfuls of it. I did that once and I was like, I don't love this for me. I don't love, love this for me. I, when I did it, I was like, I feel like I'm like drinking the ocean right now. CMOS girlies I don't know how that name came to be but you know that's that's what it is now can't go back I always forget I actually get like literal DMs like what the fuck is CMOS and I was like that's a joke Yeah, that was a good episode. I think like we were really like strategic and like very thoughtful with that episode. And I think Kate and I, I would love to just show everyone like our Google Drive and just like <laughs> the amount of research that is put into like all the episodes. And yeah, we did spend so much time like doing a lot of like thorough research for that episode. Um, I would also just say probably like from a more like wholesome perspective, like the Happy Zoe one was just like fun for us. Um, you know, Kate and I don't really allow ourselves to experience much joy in life, but that was a very joyous moment for us. Um, and it was just, yeah, that was like a fun day. And that is like one that we like planned out, like basically to like, you know, for every single detail. Yeah. So I would say that. One podcast we have that we want to do, and I'll nod your head if you'd be interested in this. I pitched this to Emma, so this would be interesting. Because every morning, like we'll, well, our schedule is like we text each other. Who's got the first meme? Yeah. Who's posting the first meme at 10 a.m.? can't let down the people today so figure that out it's most time you post our theme but we kind of do like you know like how's your morning going and like emma's like working and i work just like freelance bullshit life so i can voice my mom throughout the day um but we kind of say like here's what i had for breakfast like did i see anything like weird on my walk this morning so i want to do an episode where it's like back and forth one minute of my morning one minute of Tana morning and back and forth for like two weeks straight and just clip it all together and see what it sounds like because I don't know, I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in our days, but maybe there's just crazy stuff that happens. A true behind the scenes look. Each other like no mackerel again. I went around the corner of it like a bitch, and there's no mackerel in the store. So that's what I want to do. Other future episodes. Mm, we're gonna do a gift guide episode. Yeah, got a lot of DMs asking for like what our favorite adaptogens, like what our kitchen essentials are, our clothes we like. So we'll do a gift guide. Yeah, I feel like we have some other episodes planned, but I don't be remembering at the current moment. Yeah. If I remember correctly, you guys used to call yourself like vegan Dave or something like that. Yeah. Can you talk about like the story of that and like something named like that now? Because I feel like you've outgrown that. Oh my god, I love this question. Yes. Okay. Well. True, like burner accounts. Followers, and like Emma's one of them, so it's like 
like we have one that we're like feeding to all of this year. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was thinking of a name, and I was like, well, I'm like a vegan girl. I'm vegan maid. I don't know how I came to the term maid, but I was, like, <laughs> I, I was at this point where I kept spilling chia seeds all over my apartment, shattering mason glasses. So I was like, I kind of am in this maid period. That's why I came up with mine. Spirulina lady. Again, I think it was just like a random thought that I had. I was like, this is a funny name for my Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it was like associated kind of with like my cursed um, experiences with spirulina. And then I did a rebrand for myself um, on Twitter. So now I'm not spirulina lady anymore. I think I'm now miskatosis. I'm not keto, but I just think like, I think the keto community is like hilarious. Um, and my dad, my dad, my dad is in his like keto era right now. And he's like fully like in love with it. And I'm like, good for you. Like, you know, drink all the MCT oil, dad. Um, yeah, now mine is um, vitamin E girl, like, you know, vitamin E, E girl started fitting. So that's like, we've kind of done rebrands, but yeah, not to the public. Not to the public. We could call that like an episode or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's the story of our Twitter handles and our yeah nicknames I suppose I would say this book um it's I think really changed me as a person now it's written by this you know this like white man working in climate science which is a whole other conversation but called The Uncounted Earth by David Walls Wells um really changed my perspective I read it my sophomore year of college I remember very distinctly like experience of when I was reading it I was on a plane to go for spring break my family just to like some random place on a beach I think it was in Miami or something and the book started talking about climate change and I knew I was kind of getting into like talking about climate change but I was never a science person growing up like I took chemistry and I was like do not get this my brain does not work this way and I focused on like law and politics when I was at NYU so science stuff did not really make sense to me but this book was the first book that really made me freak out about climate change and made me feel like I have some sort of tangible impact on climate change, even though I'm not a scientist. Um, And so each chapter kind of gets into different sectors of the economy or like um, society, whatever that could be affected by climate change. And it really makes you think about like everything you touch. So I remember being on this plane ride and I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, like carbon emissions right now. And then thinking about like, oh my gosh, my diet, I'm vegan right now. So the clothes that I'm wearing, you know, everything that I was touching, the technology, when you think about like our iPhones and how they're so hard to degrade in a proper way, like related to the environment. So that was a book that really changed, I think, like my academic studies and also just my personal interest in climate change because it made it very understandable for like a non-science person. So that's definitely like my favorite book, I would say. Um, I, the, my favorite book, I don't remember the title, but I read it in high school. So I will just say that like the most recent book that I read that I really enjoyed was actually Michael Pollan's like, this is your mind on plants. I think you have the book over there. Um, Definitely like very interesting um, kind of talks about like a few of like the different like drugs in society. I think like the first um, chapter is about like opium and then caffeine. And then I'm blanking on like what the third, whatever psychedelic drug is that they discuss in the book, but very interesting book. I'm not as much of a reader as Kate is, but yeah. I know that I am a very stressed out person and I've wanted to like take my stress seriously and like chill out and meditate. I don't know. I think I'm just burdened with being stressed for my whole life. And I feel like that's something that probably affects like my skin and my digestion and everything in my life. But like my instant reaction is when I'm stressed is to go for a run or like do something like that. Cause I grew up playing like competitive volleyball. So my outlet is always like do more stuff when I probably should relax. So that's definitely my advice is that like, I need to chill and I can't. Yeah. I think mine, I definitely struggle with like perfectionism. So kind of like, you know, not putting as much pressure on myself and just like letting myself just like be fine and happy with like where I'm at um that's what I would say is my some fun things let's see here now fun fun vices making memes honestly just like playing music yeah music discovery I like to go down like Spotify rabbit holes um where there's this like 
Okay, excuse you. It's a nice curated mix of stuff. Um, or like NTS Radio, it's like a live stream, like whatever radio show. I think they're like it's based in the UK or whatever. But like a lot of different artists can you know live stream their own like set lists and whatnot. Um, so I definitely do enjoy going down the music discovery rabbit holes. That's a good one for me. Now that I'm on TikTok, it's the only one I don't mm-hmm. really use. So it's really bad, but it's, it, it, the only reason it became really apparent because <laughs> I live alone, and so I feel like it's very natural for me just to go into my phone. You know, you don't talk to someone the whole day when you're living alone. Then I went home to my <laughs> in Minnesota when I was with four family members, and I was just like recording TikToks. I would start it three seconds in, someone in my family would be like, "What? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is not normal. This is not normal for me to just be talking into a phone all day." So that's kind of a weird vice, but I feel like. We probably have to that to a degree. Um, I I really don't like eggplant. <laughs> yeah. Did you have like a story with eggplant? Oh yeah. Well, it's because eggplant makes my tongue itch. I do know that. <laughs> and that's my. That's why. Yeah, I just have beef with eggplant because of that. Other hot takes. Like when I'm walking in the grocery store, what do I see? And I'm just like, like alkaline diet. Yeah. Water filters. I mean, I to a degree, but I think there can be a little bit of like pseudoscience with water filters. So I'm just like, and that gets into a point. I think that's like a huge political thing where I'm like, okay, so your water is dirty. What about everyone else that lives in your neighborhood? Like, why is the water polluted for all of us versus like in your little fancy apartment in your bedroom that has your clean version of water? So that's like one thing where I'm like, yes have your fancy products, but also, like, advocate for the people to be around you, too. Um, I don't think food is still a hot button for a lot. I feel like we talk a lot about uh, beverages. Yeah. Um. Beverage that's not junk tea. It's really <laughs> True. CMOS is cool. Zevia is cool. Yeah, we love Zevia. I would say I don't like seltzer. I think seltzer is overrated. Now that I drink Zevia and like kombucha, we'll never probably go back to seltzer. I would agree. I would agree. Let's take it. Call anyone. You know, I've said I want to get okay. Off the record, on the record. This is on the record. Um, Amanda Chantel Bacon, who introduced, apparently loves our memes. I was on a phone call with them about other stuff, and their social media person's like, yeah, Amanda will send the memes around to the office, and she'll be like, who are those CMOS girlies? So she knows. I think she's interesting. I listen to like her in podcast interviews and stuff, and just kind of like how polarized, not polarizing per se, like kind of like a pink figure, but I think how serious she is about wellness. I'd be very interested to pick her brain a little bit yeah. about like, you're really feeding your kid a dirt shot. Like, let's talk about that. You know, like your kid, your two-year-old's getting chaga in the morning. Like, it's just, I would be really interested to pick her brain. She's a bit, like, of a mystery to me. Yeah. yeah. She's a mystery woman. Um, I'm trying to think other brands we really like. I remember there was like a point in time yeah. where yeah there was a point in where we were like trying to like pitch ourselves to a bunch of like brands, brands. I think like Bob's Red Mill I would love to yeah. like go to their factory yeah you can like tour their like facility or factory yeah because yeah, I think when I did have TikTok like literally last year I don't use TikTok but there was one girl who like was like I'm going to like the Bob's Red Mill factory and I was like oh my god I like need this in my life yeah. <laughs> oh GT's kombucha date. If you've not seen that video, go on YouTube and search that. He's a he's a figure. Um, is it Cody Cole? Goes and visits him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he lives in like a glass house. He's just like the weirdest. Oh, also another one. We do actually have like a lot of wellness partners. Um, coconut cocktail. He's a homie. Yeah. He's cool. So their yogurt is very very expensive, <laughs> but he's like. Fun. I have it in my fridge right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Well. But yeah, he's really whack. I'd love. I actually DM'd him once, and he was like, we don't work with anyone, but go see Moss Curly. Yeah, and he's like, willing to be friends, though. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay. We got friend zoned by the Coconut Cult guy, yeah, but that's okay. I'll take it. Yeah, but the GT's guy, he seems weird. I would love to hear from him. Would you bring people to 
we've gotten pitched by a lot of founders and we said no. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would ruin the vibe, you know? Like, you can't, maybe, I think if it was, like, in person, I feel like you could sense their vibe, but I would also, like, I don't know. I've had, like, reservations because yeah. I'm, like, if they listen to the pod, they probably get, like, how we normally talk, but if they've never have, and then we just start swearing or something, they'd be, like, can I say anything? So. It'd have to be, like, a very certain person. Yeah. yeah. Like, Joe Holder, who wants to be on the podcast. I told him. I don't know who that is. He's, like, a fitness guy. Yeah. I was, like, telling Joe, you don't have a good <laughs> First of all, as a man. <laughs> on my airtime. Um, but, yeah. Like, Wooden Spoon Herbs, we're, like, friends with the founder. She wants to come on. But I said, no, I'm on the podcast. So. Maybe. 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 Maybe year two for the podcast is when we bring on guests. Yes. Well, oh, we burning questions. <laughs> Bro, I know you too good, <laughs> um, too well. No questions. questions. I have mackerel in my kitchen, actually. I have mackerel in my kitchen too. Oh wow! <laughs> but it's not the Wild Planet brand. It's like some other, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm stable. I have the mackerel. All is well on my end. Um, but I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Uh, we're going to maybe like more live events and such. So we'll be on the podcast Tuesday. You guys all got merch. We got merch. Definitely like post the picture. We've got the DMs. Um, and if you haven't gotten your merch, go get your merch. <laughs> Blessings month for my mother. Yes. Birthday, 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 podcast, merch. Alive. Good reason to be alive. Uh, we wish that our international goes would be here because there's like 2,000 people in Geneva. Wild. I don't know what we would take. We all want to walk or something. Just like the, the CMOS mile and track. That would be crazy. We all march the Williamsburg Bridge, go to Happy Zoe. Uh, literally, yeah. Give Zoe prompts for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we hope to do more stuff again, like with the community and hopefully connect more of you guys. I know a lot of you guys have become friends through Geneva, which is like really exciting and like special to hear. Um, Because I think like, you know, I was when I was like in high school or college, I definitely wish that there was something like this that I was able to be a part of. But we're happy that we were able to build this. And again, we wouldn't have been able to do it with all you guys. But yeah, we definitely hope to do more like live stuff, kind of connect with you guys IRL now that we're in back kind of to the normal world yeah yes thank you everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.